0: And welcome back, everyone, to the latest installment of our weekly podcast series, Chicago's Legal Latte. Uh, this is Jim Mitchell, your host, and as always, a pleasure to be with you again. Now, in recent weeks, um, I have mentioned during the introduction to the podcast how exciting it is to constantly uncover new topics uh, that we get to discuss here on the podcast. It seems like there's just this endless supply. Um, plenty of those yet to come, but today it's going to be a little bit different, because, and I'm actually looking forward to it as well because... We're going to revisit a topic we've covered in the past, but it's one that I think is, is very useful in that it's uh, something that affects so many people, and we always get a little different perspective on it as we go through it. So today, IRS collection issues, uh, payment issues, is where we're going to you know kind of focus our attention. And whenever we venture off in that direction, it's always best to have an experienced guide, and I can think of really no one better for that job than attorney Tim Hughes of Lavelle Law, uh, Tim's a partner at Lavelle Law, a frequent contributor here on the podcast and someone who speaks um I would say with great authority on this topic, or the topic of individual tax issues. So uh glad to bring him in. Tim, it's been a while, so it's very nice to have you back and thanks for taking the time today. Oh, thanks for
1: having me. Always a pleasure to uh talk about recent developments uh with you.
0: Yeah, we got we got some things to cover now when when we talk about having a tax debt uh or you know owing the IRS some money. Um, you know, people don't need to lower their eyes and look away. This this is really still a fairly common issue that, uh, that you see on a regular basis, right? Yeah, correct.
1: Um, the Great Recession caused some uh, hardship on businesses, their owners, and their employees, and that uh, filters down to uh, the tax returns and uh, having a liability uh, as the... Politicians in Washington know we're not at 100% compliance on uh, filing and paying uh, taxes. Uh, It's probably about maybe 83, 84%. So Mm -hmm. there's a good number of individuals that need help in addressing that uh, obligation.
0: And, and, just as you know one other point here in the preamble before we get into it, it, it and tell me if this is what you see in the practice, but you know these aren't just people that aren't paying their taxes i mean there' there's people who've lost their job they get swamped under by other unexpected costs that maybe they just make errors in filing i I assume you see a little bit of everything in these in these situations,
1: correct, you're right that it's not the uh, willful evasion of taxes, it's just life through somebody. A curve that they just couldn't get around, or thought they could, and it took them longer, or they never got around it. And there's that liability out there, and uh, uh, IRS penalties and interest are somewhat unforgiving. So once that debt accrues, uh, you got to address it somehow.
0: Now, so let's let's start. I would call this the good news, uh, the way I see it. The the IRS doesn't really want to chase someone for payment any more than than the taxpayer wants to hear from them. If we start with that premise, is it also fair to say that the IRS is somewhat flexible in dealing with tax debt?
1: Uh, Yes. Um, The IRS back in May of 2012 started to realize that there was a um, great recession and somewhat liberalized their um, collection standards because, as you said, they don't want to be paying somebody, you know, their revenue officer, to chase somebody that they can't collect from. You know, that's not helping that taxpayer, and it's not helping the rest of taxpayers get money into the government coffers. So um, they liberalized the collection to allow, it, allow taxpayers to have an easier chance at entering into an installment agreement that won't create a hardship or resolving that tax liability through an offer compromise. and compromise.
0: And you mentioned a few things there that uh, I think we're going to, want to talk about today and, and uh, kind of get into some of the specifics um, about resolution. And let's, let's start with the case in which someone disputes the amount that they owe. The IRS says here's the bill and, and the taxpayer says wait, I, I don't think that's right. Um, can you play a role in, in assisting that taxpayer and in, in challenging the amount that the IRS is looking to collect? Definitely. Uh, we can
1: and we have and we will continue to help people in those situations because occasionally somebody will say, I don't have the money to uh, pay the tax, so I'm going to be smart and not file the tax return. And once I have the money, I'll file the return. That is the worst strategy ever, <laughs> but occasionally <laughs> it happens. Yeah. And what may happen is the IRS will prepare a return for that individual And that return that the IRS prepares is a valid legal debt and enforceable and probably wrong, Mm -hmm. probably too high. And that's where we come in and say, wait a minute, you don't have these deductions, you don't have these expenses, and so on and so on, and get it substantially reduced or uh, possibly eliminated, because occasionally those... Individuals will have a year or two where there's actually a refund. And uh, depending upon the timing of their getting their returns filed, um, they may or may not retrieve or be able to get that refund uh, because they can only get it if it was within the past three uh, tax years or payment made within two years. So um, a lot of times we see those refunds lost, but again, still lowering that. Liability that's on the government books to a true number helps in resolving that taxpayers' uh, issue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, does the does the IRS handle uh, debt the way any other lender would? You know, a credit card or a bank or anyone else? Will, will they take installment payments? And if is is that a standard practice, or certain conditions need to be met?
1: Uh, Certain conditions have to be met, but let me back up that the IRS is not like a traditional collection agency or uh, a company collecting on their own debt. The IRS has certain collection powers that uh, blow away those other uh, companies that uh, Mm -hmm. they can issue a bank levy or... uh, garnishment on wages that is more severe than anything that uh, typically a creditor can do on their own. So, uh, but they will, they, the IRS will provide plenty of notice. So a taxpayer should be able to pick up the phone and contact them and resolve it before that uh, collection uh, activity occurs. But occasionally, you know, something is missed, and that does happen. But, uh, okay. no, they they do have uh, criteria for uh, setting up an installment agreement.
0: Okay. Now, I, on this series podcast here some time ago, I, I didn't even get back to see how long ago it was, but I seem to recall we talked about tax abatements. Um, and if, if my memory is right there, we did have that conversation. Can you kind of take us through that scenario again and tell us what that uh, abatement program might look like? an abatement would be saying that for
1: legal grounds, there should be a reason for, or there's a uh, reasonable cause why the tax and or penalty should be reduced because of the taxpayer's uh, fact situation and the law as it applies to that factual situation. So a common one is that, uh, unfortunately, a business will not, remit all its employment taxes and the IRS will say shame on that business but a business is operated by individuals so we will make a what's called a trust fund penalty assessment against who we think are the responsible individuals and they will make uh, that trust fund penalty assessment against maybe two three four individuals and one of those individuals will come to us and say hey you know I'm the guy that was out in the plant. I never, you know, touched a check or a tax return. You know, that wasn't my uh, bailiwick, and we present that to the IRS, and that penalty will be
0: fully abated. Okay. Um, As always, you know, great information from Tim Hughes, uh, one of the partners at Lavelle Law. If you'd like to get more frequent updates from Tim, uh, sign up for his uh, Tax News on the 10th newsletter. Uh covers uh, a number of uh, key articles and, and recent rulings every month, all related to tax issues. Very short but very informative newsletter, a uh, great one that um, I appreciate receiving on a monthly basis. Uh, TNT, as it's known, can be found with uh, other articles that Tim posts from time to time at lavelllaw.com, a uh, great place to stop by to get uh, more information. Uh, podcasts are there, articles are there, some videos, in fact we shot some new videos with some of the attorneys just today, so they'll be getting uh, posted on that website as well. So a lot going on at LavelleLaw.com. Um, when We talk about media, Tim, one thing that um, I think we hear about a lot, and, and I'm guessing fairly incorrectly uh, frequently, are, is an offer and compromise. Um, The term gets thrown around and it seems like an easy out, but can you tell us kind of a quick overview of what an offer and compromise really entails?
1: Well, an offer and compromise is a way for a taxpayer to resolve their debt and uh, as well as the IRS to kind of close the books on a collection case. Um, The idea is that the IRS does not want to keep an account open for the life of the collection statute, which could be up to 10 years wasting or allocating resources to hound this taxpayer if that taxpayer can show dear IRS if you chase me for X number of uh, time period that you will collect uh, X I'm offering X plus one dollar to wipe the slate clean and let me go forward and um, Prior to May of 2012, um, the pendulum was a little bit against the taxpayers and pro-government, but as I mentioned, the May 2012 changes liberalized it, and we, our office has been seeing a lot of offers accepted uh, fairly um, quickly, and not all cases, but uh, on cases where In the past, it may have meandered through the system for 12 to 15 months. We're seeing cases get through in six to nine months. But, again, those are the more simpler ones. The complicated Mm -hmm. ones are still complicated. But, again, there's a great mix of individuals uh, with tax liability, and those that have more simplified finances may or should really take advantage of the – uh, the Offer and Compromise Program, if if they
0: fit the bill. And we talked uh, at the beginning about just the conditions people find themselves in that often lead to this situation. Um, is there such a thing as just sort of a, a hardship claim that can be cited with the IRS that that simply describes one of these unfortunate situations and provides some form yes. of relief? Mm-hmm. Uh, the hardship
1: status is just kicking the can down the road, but at the present time, that's the best that the taxpayer can do. That financially, they don't think they can um, make an offer because maybe the hardship they're in is very short term, but they can enter into a installment agreement because their finances won't allow it. So a hardship will allow the IRS to go to the next taxpayer to find out what their situation is and leave the other individual out of the collection mode with a kind of flagging in their, on their file that they're currently uncollectible because of a hardship and that should their finances change by the time they file a new 1040 with higher income then they'll come back into the collection mix.
0: And uh, short on time here as always, but I want to squeeze this one in as well. Um, does does bankruptcy personal bankruptcy resolve any IRS debt or is that Yeah, uh
1: bankruptcy can discharge certain taxes. Trust fund taxes, if you're not familiar with that term, um they will not be discharged, but income tax can be dischargeable if they meet, meet a three-part rule of the tax year being older than three years the assessment has been made more than two hundred forty days and the returns been filed more than two years prior to the bankruptcy
0: filing and, and before I let you earlier um... not filing not responding to the irs not a good solution that's not the path you want to take and frankly if you're in a situation fair to say that uh, someone should work with a tax attorney as opposed to their accountant in terms of dealing with the irs uh... yes and no
1: uh, Got to work with both because the accountant should be the one preparing the return because they've got the uh, uh, software package that can get that return prepared quickly but the the attorney will help them maneuver through you know, how to best set up an installment agreement or
0: another resolution to the liability. Excellent. Well, just like that, I'm going to say thanks to Tim Hughes for being here, always very informative. Uh, again, eight four seven seven zero five seven five five. 705 or you can check out the website, that's com, and you'll find podcasts there, and you'll find us here each Tuesday, 4 o'clock Central, with a new edition. Thanks very much for being here today.